What's up, nerds? This is Lance. This is Tim. <laughs> and you are listening to the Emo Otaku Podcast, the show where we talk about everything anime and music. Today's episode, another wonderful special episode. I have another awesome guest. You met Javier last week from the Funky Podcast, Funky Panther Podcast. Yeah, you get it right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and this week, I have Tim from the Funky Panther. What's up? What's up? And I I got to record with you guys this week, which yeah. was so fucking cool. Yeah, that was uh you know we we were kind of throwing it up there like are we gonna actually do it or not? Yeah. And uh, I didn't think we were gonna record again. I thought we were gonna wait until Chad got back, and then Javier was like, "No, we're gonna record." I'm like, "All right, cool." So I apologize for like like hanging you out and be like, "No, nah, we're not gonna record." And then no, oh, it didn't matter to me. I was cool with either way. Yeah. Uh, I just know, I just know, uh, like you had randomly mentioned it when we were at the, that park that one day, the lake, and then Javier and I had talked about it. And then I just assume you guys hadn't spoken about. No, we hadn't actually. (laughs) Yeah. So that was a very fun episode. It was super off the cuff. It felt, (laughs) it felt so different from your normal yeah episodes well what's funny is jesse um she was like this is the first time in a while that i haven't just like watched a little bit and turned off and it has nothing to do with it has nothing to do with chad and, and javier and myself well chad wasn't there so it has everything to do with that <laughs> it must be part of it no i think it was like it, it basically came down to it, it's somebody different and just the energy was good like it yeah. was just a good energy it was not i mean we still had some of our consistent flow that we normally do but it was just a different, different vibe. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I told her, I felt like I was just, I felt like I was just hanging out with you guys bullshitting. And that's what, that was, that was our goal at the beginning. And, and we wanted to do a little structure, but, um, sometimes I think we're a little too structured and I like to not have a whole lot planned this time. Javier actually, he had the topics he had, he, he was like, I added some stuff to the notes. It's like, okay, cool. Cause I haven't done shit. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's, I don't know if you guys have too much structure. I think, I think it's probably the right move for the types of guests you guys end up having. Cause you have a very right. wide variety, like how, how Andrew has his, his guests are very like professional. Yeah. So he's very professional with his, yes, it's he is. so awesome. Like I feel like the worst podcaster ever when I listen to his, right, right. Cause he, he's so prepared and so professional all the time. Right. And he gets these, like these, the guests are the same way. Yeah. He gets, he gets some top notch guests on there, which is insane. And like, I applaud him for that, but then you come on to like, it was funny. So we surprised, um, the Jerry Jonestown massacre. We just showed up for their, uh, ninth year, uh, episode. I just started watching that earlier. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So they had no idea. Like they had no idea we were coming up. Um, Susie, which is a friend, she's a Fort Worth famous podcast. She does Fort Worth famous, and she texted us and was like, "Hey, you need to show up unannounced. I'm gonna let them know someone's coming, but they're not gonna know who." And so we showed up, and then Andrew's sitting there. And we're like, "Oh, hey, man!" He sure crashed. His <laughs> yeah, I mean, I felt bad. <laughs> he was okay with it, you know. We, you know, I apologized for it. He's like, "No, man, that was so cool that y'all showed up." Uh, but he was he flat out said he's like, "I wish my podcast was more bullshit." And he said it was like, and I mean that in the nicest way. And like our podcast is pretty bullshit too. And yeah, but I feel like, and and not to say that your guests aren't professional or anything. It's just, you have artists and then you'll have like, you had the dude from Goldie's 
and we've had some chefs on yeah. artists um business owners we had a we had a we had a doctor like a phd in psych <laughs> you know in psychology we tried <laughs> to get so, talking yeah. to a doctor just sounds ridiculous yeah so we, we wanted her to like interpret us and she's like there's a much more we can't i can't just do that and like in you know Couldn't one time on yeah yeah and we're like oh we, we wanted her to do tricks yeah. and she was like no not yeah. happening but it, you know still we've had some pretty cool guests and you guys got tattooed on the air yeah that That's was fun fucking awesome didn't think that i never thought that was going to happen and uh chad chad made that happen he uh he really likes that that shop uh Panther city too. tattoos i went there i got yeah. a tattoo on my, on my birthday that was the uh that uh, was the drain tattoo yeah, okay my yeah. qp yeah yeah no that shop is beautiful i've been wanting to get tattooed there for probably about eight months and then Jay yeah made it happen and all the, all they have i mean they have just nothing but like really good artists in that shop yeah and they do everything it's not just one style. Like I've right. been to many tattoo shops, not to say that that's a bad thing. Um, but I've been to tattoo shops where like they specialize in one thing and it's usually American traditional Yeah, because those are the biggest shops like Elm street. They specialize in American traditional. They do have other artists that do everything else. Right, right, right. And then back, back in Washington, uh, my buddy, he tattooed me a bunch of times and he was in a shop that was like very, geared more towards that american traditional style it's what they specialized in but then they had guys that could you know do other stuff yeah i mean i like i like shops that um maybe have one or two artists in there that specialize in like each one specializes in something yes. right that way you're gonna you're, you're gonna go and you're gonna be able to find someone that's gonna be able to do the the work that you want done because you don't want someone who you don't want to do something that's like the you know watercolor style or whatever and they from a guy that specialized in American traditional. Right, right, you know? right. And uh, for those that don't know what American traditional is, I think Sailor Jerry, uh, thick, bold lines, right. you know, the whole saying bold will hold, right? It's basically what you see most of the time now. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, it's funny, hardcore, man. Most band guys, hardcore yeah. guys, you see it so much. If it looks like they have, like, stickers tattooed on their body, it's more right. than likely going to be American traditional. But, I mean, it's funny because, like, tribal, I remember when tribal oh was, like, God, such a too. thing, you know, and then... Honestly, like I started off getting a tribal flame and that's where this monstrosity yeah. on my arm went. I was young, dumb, and just stupid, you know, <laughs> but it's now, I, I think this, I think this arm's going to be my party arm. Cause I've got a, I mean, I've got a shitty tattoo on it. I might as well just like just get a bunch of random yeah, shit. Just whatever you can walk yeah. in and do like the, uh, I mean like I really want to do the, the get what you get. Oh, the gumball thing or whatever. Yeah, I yeah. really want to do that. I like the shop I used to go to had that, but like I always went there with a specific thing in mind. Right. So I, I always felt like, like, I feel like get what you get is really cool, but it's also one of those things where it feels almost like a cop out Yeah. to be like, here's a fucking gumball machine full of very typical and right normal, basic American traditional. Usually sometimes they have like themed ones like Pokemon ones or star Wars ones, but it's like, it's like picking from flash. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, I can see that. Like I, I want, I told the artist that I see, so I usually go to sleepy hollow and uh, that's where I go now. And, uh, this guy named Dylan putty does awesome work. He does the real thick, bold lines. Um, uh, Joseph Ayala does more like the thinner, uh, delicate lines. Um, I prefer the the little thicker, thick boys. I like those thick boys, right? And the thing with Dylan, I want want to go in and be like, hey, you pick, like, I don't, whatever you feel like tattooing today, 
Like, oh, yeah. just go for it. And um, there's a problem with that, though, because like, and we brought this up with Joseph and Joseph said, you know, well, what if I what if I'm feeling like a cobra? Do you really that. want a cobra yeah, on you, you know, or whatever? Like, I legit like, dude, is there something I'd you've been be wanting a, to tattoo? Honestly, I'd yeah. be OK with him because because his big thing that he loves doing is like Japanese style yeah. tattoos. And I think it's great. I don't know how it would look on me because I don't have anything like that. Right. Aside, and even the tattoos I got in Japan aren't really that Japanese style. Right. Yeah. I got one that was hand poked, but it was like, right. It was just the islands of Japan. Dude, that whole thing in Japan though, like with the tattoo culture is weird. Yeah. They won't let you into a lot of buildings. Like they wouldn't let us into restaurants if we were white, like if we were basically, if we just, you weren't Japanese, right. they wouldn't let you in. But then there's a lot of places where like, you know, they have bathhouses and stuff like that. You right, can't the go springs and stuff. Yeah. If you have tattoos, you have to go to like a, I was, I was watching, like they couldn't go to the public ones. You had to yeah. go to a private, right. Yeah. Which there was in the, in the town we were in on deployment in like Northern Japan, there was one specific one that we could go to and all the other ones were like, no, obviously you can't if you. Oh, but yeah, because you're 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 part of the gang. Yeah, just which would be crazy for me to be right in the yakuza. Yeah, that far north when, like you know, it's a military base right there. And you're white. Yeah, super. Not white. not Japanese at all. Yeah, no, super. I don't white. think I don't think the yakuza lets you in if you're not Japanese. I, uh, yeah. I don't, especially uh, if I don't speak Japanese. You know, we have got some longtime yakuza listeners for the Funky Panther. I'll just <laughs> I'll, I'll reach out to them and find out. Get the get the deets for you. See what they say. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that tattoo culture though is. I mean, I've watched a lot of stuff on there, and I've always been like kind of like curious about it, and it, it just blows my mind like whenever i hear these stories like yeah you can't walk into the building you have to have your tattoos covered if you don't people yep. like will look at you weird and they're like oh my gosh you're gonna kill me or you know whatever and that's just that's just bizarre to me well and then the other big thing is the way the way that um people dress in like asian countries especially in japanese country in Jap japanese countries in japan compared to americans it's so night and day because we wear a lot of brighter colors and stuff like that. We dress loud. And they're more subdued. Very yeah. much so. Very I've, never, much. I've never been to, uh, I've never been over in any Asian countries. I'd like to go if I get the opportunity at Same. some point. But I, well, I, and, and when I went, obviously I was so far north. And I, the first deployment was the only time I actually got to explore a little bit. I want to go to Tokyo. I yeah. want to go to Kyoto. Like I'd like to go to Tokyo and just do the whole... Um, weird food tour oh at like eat, eat all the weird stuff out of the vending machines yep maybe buy some underwear out of the vending machine just because yep. it's there they literally yeah. put everything in vending machines they have like uh i think one of the coolest things was back then i smoked still so they had like flavored cigarettes <laughs> like you know how they have um you know like camel crushes yeah where you yeah crush the menthol yeah. so they do that but it's like all different flavors like that's that's bizarre like how white claw has flavors right. they have cigarettes that are flavors and they're in vending machines that's that's bizarre it's and it'll be down like the weirdest back alley they'll just randomly have vending machines yeah i, I saw a a video where this guy went and was showing like some of the vending machines and like there was this building and you literally walked in. It was like a maze, like a labyrinth of vending machines. It's like, yeah, we're going to go get this ramen that's in this one vending machine. Yeah. And, and then it's fire. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, what? Why yeah. don't we have that here? Well, I don't know. I really don't know. You could go to like, 
you could probably go to one of those uh what is it 99 markets yeah you could probably go there and go to their ramen sections like if you go to a, a an like an oriental market that specializes in ju- like doesn't carry yeah. american food you can get those yeah really good ramen bowls they have high-end ramen bowls. no i mean yeah jesse's done that uh my girlfriend uh she she's ordered she found this website that you can order stuff and they'll go to those right. those shops and bring it to you deliver yeah. to your house so we've had some really awesome ramen but i'm like i just got this business idea all of a sudden so anybody listening don't steal this if you do i'm going to come after you um <laughs> we will remember this will be recorded yeah so we can go back to it uh you you make a basically a uh you do a street vent like vending machine like they do in japan have a whole bunch of them bring some of that like awesome stuff in there mm-hmm. put it in there have a place where they can like fix it in like a cool you know place to chill out and sit and then have a bar right there so that's something that literally every like every person every military person that comes back yeah. from from japan that's what we all say so you're saying my idea is not original no well the bar part is that's the first time i've heard that that's a really solid move. that's what i'm saying like so you got the bar right but you're, you're you want some munchies you're hungry right. you have some badass fucking yep. like japanese vending machine food yeah no i'm 100 percent in like tentacle porn <laughs> and you know you gotta you gotta do something weird like yeah, that yeah like, you gotta do like a, what like what is it kung fu that's got the little peephole yeah like, yeah we're on seventh yeah yeah i told that to somebody that's been there a bunch of times and they did not know about it and i knew i was told about it the first time i went oh yeah well, you showed it to me you have to be told the first time you go yeah it was within like it's like a rite of passage 10 or 15 minutes of me being there um no i think the biggest thing I wish we had from that they have in Japan is they have vending machines where you can get the drink either hot or cold. So think of you go to this vending machine and you see a coffee that you want, yeah, a canned coffee and their coffee, their canned coffee there is like fucking like amazing. it's a soda can or like a beer can of coffee. Right. It's, it's okay. a smaller can. So it's, um, have you ever seen like the Mr. Black's, coffees or um they're like or like a milk tea yeah, yeah in a can yeah, yeah. so it's the same thing okay so they have that but that'll be coffee it'll be a small can and their their brand they have there that's big is georgia coffee okay unreal so you can get it iced or yeah you can literally pick and it'll be one couple couple of uh like rows will be blue and other couple rows will be red obviously blue cold right. red hot best thing ever is you're up in northern japan in february or march right it's snowy and freezing cold so you get one of those hot cans and then you shake it up make it super hot and then you also get a hand warmer dude that's that's actually pretty legit (laughs) that's what we used to do that's cool that's cool i like that yeah i wish we had that here have a hot or cold drink vending machine we gotta figure that out i mean the I, the question is do you think it would like well probably not in texas i don't know how well it would do um i feel like if you put it on a base or anywhere near where there's a lot of military people i don't know how well it would do in fort worth i think if you put it on the base it'd probably be okay but i think it's which, like they see that and they're like yeah right. i remember that right yeah but i think the places that it would really do well would be like san diego obviously right. virginia Whidbey Island. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like big, big military towns. Before we get too deep, let me uh let me attempt to um 
read this thing for Andrew again. Let me see if I can do it without fumbling too much. Again, I apologize, Andrew, for how much I fumbled through that. Uh, I'm, I is not good at reading words, uh, but I'm going to try to do a little bit better this time. So if you guys have listened before, listened last week, we talked about the Fort Worth Roots 100th episode party. Well, I'm going to read that again for all of the new listeners that are probably listening because you're here. I hope so. I hope so, too. I managed to get people to come listen to the Funky Panther this week. I know. We're going to promote. I'm going to promote this on our side, so uh, we'll see what happens. (laughs) It's probably going to do great. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we are participating in the very first Fort Worth podcast scavenger hunt. The Fort Worth Roots podcast is inviting you, the listener, to join us September 10th at Pouring Glory for their 100th episode party. The event starts at 1 p.m. and there will be grab bags, $3 draft beers, special food menu, three local bands, one local comedian, and a pop-up vendor market. To participate in the Fort Worth podcast scavenger hunt, you will need to bring the code phrase to the September 10th event where you'll be entered into a drawing to win a selection of prizes. The code phrase has been broken up among 11 local Fort Worth podcasts, and you can find the list for those shows in the description for this episode. I'm also going to read them out for you if you don't feel like reading. Sorry, let me catch my freaking breath. I'm trying to read this all like proper and shit. (laughs) You're doing a good job though. I'm doing my best. We hope you will join us in playing the game and bring the code phrase with you September 10th to pouring glory. And even if you don't feel like participating in the scavenger hunt, the event is still going to be free and it's going to be a lot of fun. We will be there along with 10 other podcast groups and a bunch of other awesome folks. Okay, so if you've listened to the other podcasts, then you'll know that everybody gets a letter. For us, our letter is E for emo taku. That's fitting. Yeah. So what are those? What are those other podcasts? You want to read them all out? Yes, I want to sir. hear you read every single one of them. Yes, sir. Before I read those, if you have any questions regarding the event. You can email Andrew from the Fort Worth Roots podcast at media at fortworthroots.com. It now that you pointed that out the other day, now all I can see is like, dude, he's so pro that he has his own Yeah. Yeah. Email. Yeah, we I'm on I'm on we're Gmail at the uh, Funky Panther, so yeah. Um that's probably why we're not getting taken seriously. <laughs> That's why he's he's so pro all the way down to his 100%. Email 100%. That is wild. All right. So here are the other 10 podcasts. Obviously, I don't need to tell you that we are part of this. So it's probably you, the Funky Panther podcast, the Jerry Jonestown Massacre, the Failed Podcast, Fort Worth Roots, Forever Reckless, Funky Town Podcast, Thanks for the invite podcast, Osos Golosos, and Fort Worth Famous. So go check all of those shows out. If you see in the description that they put this information, then you know that either at the beginning or the end of the episode, they're going to tell you their letter and then just 
grab all those letters, put them together and see what the, the phrase is. Bring that on the 10th. Tell somebody important, which is probably not going to be us. And then you'll get entered in to win a prize. I don't even know what the prize is going to be. It's supposed to be pretty good. I imagine it is based on the grab bags already being awesome. So oh, make, yeah. make sure you guys show up to that. Yeah. I hear Andrew's going to give an all expense paid trip to Honolulu. I believe <laughs> I think that's where, I think that's what he said. It might be, t- uh, what is it? Uh, Tahiti or whatever. Or? Yeah. Yeah. But might, I think, that. I think the only caveat is you're going with Andrew. Yeah. And you have to pay for his actual way. Yeah. So it's not really a giveaway. It's it's forcing you to, to go. It's going to be a good time, though. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, regardless, whether you're going um, on this trip with Andrew because you won this or whatever. Um, <laughs> but hanging out, pouring glory with all of us is going to be a good time. Yeah, so. it's definitely going to be a t- good time. So my thing is I, uh, I have shoulder surgery uh, the day before. So... Are you going to be in a sling? We're going to feed you full of alcohol. You're going to be yeah. on heavy painkillers, maybe some... Uh, uh, you know, uh, muscle relaxers or whatever. It's going to be a good time mixing alcohol with all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably what's going to happen. That's what I told. That's what I, I said to Jordan and cause she's never had surgery before. And I haven't, what Andrew said was if they, if they put me under for the surgery, then I'm probably going to be groggy all weekend. Yeah, probably. Um, I mean, if I can walk and function, I'll sit in a <laughs> corner just to make sure that I'm there to support him. Um, yeah, I don't feel like just sitting home all weekend. No, nah, I wouldn't want to do that. But I mean, you, who knows? You don't know how, I mean, you don't know how you're going to feel after the surgery. You might be just like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm staying, I'm staying in bed. Yeah. And then just have one of you guys FaceTime me in so I can be there. Yeah, we could do that. We could do the whole, like, um, we'll get a broom, put your picture on there. Yeah. Put the camera in, in the, where the face is. Yeah. It can yeah. be like, uh, have you ever seen new girl? Yeah. You remember when they, when Schmidt's getting married, but yes. he's on the plane. Yes. Yeah. It'll be just, yeah, like just that. like that. It'll be fine. Sounds great. All right. So kind of like Javier's episode, we didn't really have to prepare anything because I know you well, we've kind of already touched on what we might talk about yeah and we're kind of just going to let this free flow and then you when you got here you told me you found some lists of bands yeah so i'm not real well versed in uh the anime side of things but i do like metal um specifically for me my favorite genre of metal is groove metal Mm -hmm. um i just love like how the well it just grooves you know yeah um and that's what i grew up listening to but I did get into some of the hardcore bands later on. And then um, I was really into like punk music. Do you remember the Punkorama CDs? Did you ever see those? Mm-mm. So it was like a compilation album of just random ass punk music. Right. And so that's what I like. That's how I got kind of introduced into the punk scene. Okay. Was I was at, um, I think it was at like a, an FYI or Sam Goody or something like that. And just looking around at different music. And I saw this you know, CD and it said Punkorama had a really cool album art. I was like, I'm going to get this. And it had like some of the best, you know, bands on there. I've actually pulled up that, um, the, the first one I bought, which was funny enough, it was punk, uh, Punkorama three, but just to name off some of the bands that were on here, uh, no FX, uh, the bouncing souls, uh, voodoo glow skulls, uh, union 13 agnostic front, new bomb Turks. Um, so I mean, just had a whole bunch of rancid. That was my first introduction to rancid. Um, gas huffer, uh, 10 foot pole. 
So just a bunch of random bands. I know some of them. I'm, I wasn't, obviously, like I told you on your show, I was only allowed to buy my music from Christian bookstores. Yeah. So if I got my hands on, as they call, secular music, um, it was through friends at school. Yep, that's it. It was through friends at school. Um, obviously, I knew about NoFX because of all the shit that happened with him and Spencer from Under Oath right. in like 2006. So I know them, and then everyone knows Rancid. I saw Agnostic Front. They opened for um, Misfits the first time yeah. I saw them. That would have been a cool show. It I'd, was awesome. Like most of those bands, I've seen, I've seen no effects, but most of the bands, like I listed off, I never got a chance to see. Right. But that was like, I got introduced into that. So like I grew up, uh, older brother and older sister, both heavily into metal and uh, rock and everything else. Uh, both of them also into like the glam rock mm. uh, from the eighties. Like rat and right. Warrant, uh, yeah. slaughter, things like that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I had a wild, wide, wild, wide variety of, uh, influences back then uh introduced me into like pantera and slayer and stuff like that so i grew up listening to that and then i got into like punk music because i just loved the the fast pace you know i just like how raw it is that's i've, I've right. grown to like it more now than i did then yeah because I, I wasn't always huge on like super raw sounding music like when i was younger i wanted it to sound produced because obviously i wasn't i wasn't prepared for that kind of music yet so as I've started to fall in love with punk, specifically horror punk, and then, you know, hardcore. Yeah. Hardcore because I've fallen in love with hardcore so much recently within the past like four or five years, um, like true hardcore. I love the raw sound. Right. Like Antoine does not. I love it. There's something visceral about it. Yeah. It's just you don't need all the all the frills and shit on top of everything. It's just they literally they want to talk about some serious shit yeah. and they're just there to beat you down don't get me wrong though chugs. like you start listening to like some of the like produced metal stuff and how like tight and compressed the you know the drums are and they just like rattle your insides mm -hmm. there's something special about that too oh you know don't get me wrong i still love all of that type of music like i still have a wide variety yeah. of of music that i listen to but i've just I've fallen in love. I fell in love with hardcore a lot because of a guy I worked with at my last command who was from Washington. His name was John. He got me really into hardcore. And then I just really, it took me like one show and then I moved up here and I found the crazy, awesome hardcore scene that is up here, especially in Fort worth. Yeah. And it just made me just fall in love with it even more. So talking about the hardcore uh, bands. So one of the things I did bring, I brought some lists and uh, and I just kind of wanted to run through them. So we're both going to have a blind react with this. Yeah. And so this one's a, here are the 10 most influential bands of hardcore. I'm intrigued. Cause I think I have some on my mind that, that are going to pop up. Cause I imagine it's going to be OG. So the first one that pops up is hate breed. Yeah. Oh and my God. Wait. Yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. That's like, that's number one. Yes. That's everybody's number one. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with I that. I think that's like everybody's like introduction into hardcore is hate breed. Yeah. Yeah. That or like Lamb of God. You know, something I, like that. I don't know well, if I'd eat. I no, Lamb of God's Lamb, not really hot, Lamb hardcore. Of God, I would call like. I don't know. It's not metalcore. I, I that's know. a hard one too. But hate breed definitely. Call it hardcore. But yeah, like melodic, melodic death. Not even death. Yeah. Maybe melodic death metal. I'll look it up. Could be close. Let's I think you would compare it closer to like Black Dahlia. 
Yeah, okay, yeah, I could, I could, I, yeah, I could go for that. Um, so yeah, of course, hate breed. I remember um, seeing a hate breed music video on MTV. Like that was my first like experience. I was like, holy shit, what is this? And it's yeah. just like this completely raw, just insane, um, insane talent and just noise. And sometimes my brain just craves noise, and I fucking loved it. Um, uh, Converge, Converge, Converge. Oh, I, I yeah. fucking love. That I can't. Thing. I can't read. Um, so I've never listened to I've never I've never listened to them with Converge man the way they've the way they've like grown and evolved as a band with each album so the one they probably point out is like Jane Doe if they talk about that's exactly so that's what they've got on there so Hate Breeds uh, was uh, Perseverance that's great Uh, and then uh, Converge is Jane Doe yeah Jane Doe is is like the big one that put them on the map but as they've as they've grown and evolved as a band, I think they've gotten even better. They just did like a they did a crossover like a collab with uh, I think it was with Christina Wolf and really, you know Christina Wolf, yeah. So I think I think it was with them. It was either them or Cult of Luna. It was one of those two. I can't remember which one for sure, but it was like, oh man, it was so perfect. I have to look it up now. Yeah. I'll send it to you. All right. That's not the Hatebreed album. I th- actually thought they they were going to pick. So uh, the next one's Black Flag. Yep. Yeah, I expected that one. Right. There. Uh, and and specifically, spe- uh, specifically Damaged, which yeah. one, my favorite song on that on that album is Rise Above. That's just a, such a, I mean, it's classic. Yeah. So you got to You got to have that. So the Hatebreed album I thought they were going to say was Satisfaction is the Death of Desire. Because for a lot of people, that's like the hardcore Bible. Okay. Because that's like, I think that's their first album. And it's just so raw and heavy as fuck and pissed off. Okay. What about, uh, what about botch? So I've listened to a little bit, but not enough to form an opinion. I will go back now and listen to that so I can report back with a, a solid opinion like i know of them okay and i've listened to probably a couple of songs but so they they talk okay i'm gonna read this about botch though without botch math core which i, I love math yeah. core uh, i have heard that wouldn't before. be the way that it, that it is today predecessors dead guy helped uh form some of the genres uh discordant sounds but they weren't quite there and then dillinger escape plan which if you listen to them here's my thing with dillinger okay so Dillinger is one of those bands that's like just so chaotic yeah, and has literally zero structure that I just, it's one of those, like I would, I wish I had seen them live when I had the opportunity because they're one of those bands that's supposed to be just unreal live. It's the same with like the chariot. I listened to it on, on like an album, like on headphones and shit. And it just, it doesn't do it for me, but I know live it would be fucking insanity because right. it's just nonstop, just all over the fucking place because it's not structured at all. But you know it's going to just be pure chaos in the pit, people yeah. on stage, stage diving everywhere. Like, right. I, that's how I feel about Dillinger. Yeah, I could probably say that. So uh, Dustin would be a prime person to ask about that. He they love Dillinger Escape Plan. I'll make sure to, so you'll uh, have to listen you'll, to yeah. Dillinger a little bit more before he comes on. Uh, Snapcase. Nope. I'm be honest. I don't know that one. Me neither. Uh, so their album they're saying is progression through uh, unlearning. 
Uh, if you've ever uh, heard a hollow snare drum pop and a hardcore breakdown, yeah, you're likely hearing snap snap cases influence. Oh, really? Okay, so their that's 19, tight. 1997 record uh, progression through unlearning is considered revolutionary within the genre through the uh, whip cracking sound their snare made. Oh, guess what I'm doing right now? Downloading that album. Uh, Madball. Oh yeah. Okay. See, these are bands. Madball like I, is fucking sick, dude. I, see, these are bands that I've never heard. Other than like uh, uh, just a handful so far, so I haven't heard Madball. They're saying "Set It Off" is the uh, is the album there. Uh, born from the NYHC Crew Agnostic Front. Okay, well that makes sense. I had that Snapcase album already on my phone, so uh, I'll just make sure to listen to it tomorrow. All right, Bad Brains. That's one. That's what I thought the first band was going to be. Okay, so Bad Brains. I love Bad their Brains. album Bad They're Brains. Awesome. Yeah, it's like an iconic, iconic album cover. Everybody knows it. I'm sure you've seen it on a T-shirt. I, I probably before. haven't. I probably have listened to them. Uh, so they're saying that they are the originators originators of uh, PMA, Positive Metal Attitude. Yeah. And uh, their history has crafted a legacy inspiring everyone from Dave Grohl to extreme metal bands. Oh yeah, yeah, I've yeah. Seen the most yeah. like one of the most iconic uh, album covers. Uh, Minor Threat. Yeah, of course. Which I've heard them. Uh, Straight Edge Movement. Yep. Uh, they still still going and dude, straight edge straight edge hardcore is still going. Dude, really straight edge strong. people freak me out, man. So that's the problem, though. It's you're you we only really we only really see the ones that are like are like vegans, the ones that just don't shut the fuck up about it. No, well, yeah, but I'm also talking about like you walk in, you walk into the hardcore show, and there's a straight edge kid, and they see you, and you're drinking, and it's like game over, and they're gonna fuck you up, kind of thing. Yeah, but see, like, not everybody's like that. So you end up meeting or seeing the ones that like, oh shit, I didn't know they were straight edge. Like the lead singer of the Acacia Strain. Okay. He's straight edge. Okay. But he doesn't talk about it and broadcast it all the fucking time. He doesn't time. beat the shit out of you for... Yeah, yeah. he's not an asshole. Well, that's, that's nice. The guys, two of the guys from Knock Loose are straight edge. Okay. You wouldn't know that. All I right. didn't know that until they started a straight edge hardcore band. Well, shit, it's like like I didn't know that Norma Jean was a fucking Christian band. It's the exact yeah. same thing. Okay, I got you. I got you. Uh, Youth of today. Yeah. Yeah. So I've I've heard them. Uh, the album that they they uh, break down the walls is the one they okay. they list on there. Uh, Disembodied. Oh man, Disembodied is sick. So I haven't I haven't listened to them either. Uh, but that's, uh, that's, that's all of them. And I mean, that's a great out, list out of, out of, out of, I mean, at four, I knew four, but so I'm not real well versed on all the hardcore bands. I, I do like them. Um, but I'm like, I, dude, I can't remember the names. Well, you also got to remember that's a, that's like the top 10 most influential. Influential. Yeah. So aside from a couple of them, they're mostly all dead. Not like dead, dead yeah, like right. in real life. I just mean like the band right. stopped. The band stopped. Yeah. So like. We're talking, we're talking old school raw hardcore too. So it was like when it was still for most of it, it was still hardcore punk. It oh, wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't what it is now, where it's like its own thing. That's kind of how I feel. Like Agnostic Front, yeah, was not like it's That's n- hardcore punk. Yeah, and so like, I, dude, I I love skating to that stuff and just yeah, that's, yeah. It's like it's. It's like a, it's a skate punk. Skate punk's another genre. Yeah, yeah. Like Brian, who you met, the right. shirt or the leather. Yeah, leather yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So Brian, he's a big skate punk guy. 
Okay. He's got a black flag tattoo. Oh yeah, like I saw he's, that. Yeah. He's stoked for Agnostic Front. Like that's his thing. That's his yeah. thing. Like he saw my Misfits tattoo from across the gym and walked over. He's to like, talk oh, to you're 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 a friend then. Yeah, yeah, basically that's what happened. He's like, there's only room for one thick tattooed boy up in this fucking gym. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, you can have it. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna fight you. I'll go to another gym, I guess. Yeah. But now you're all like really good friends. So. Yeah. Man, that's, it's interesting. Like, so you have two types of people, man. Um, you got those that like will randomly just come up to you and like, Oh, and start talking about your tattoos. Yeah. Which sometimes is off putting. I find it weird. It just depends how they start the conversation. And if like, if the immediate thing is, what does that mean? It's like, I don't, do I have to, I don't want, I don't need explaining it. I liked it. I put it on my body. Right. Yeah. Um, but then you have like, it's a band and then be done. But then you have people like your friend there yeah. that, you know, obviously he's got tattoos. You've got tattoos. He recognizes the band. He's like, I'm gonna go spark a conversation with this right. guy. Seems like we probably have similar, in, similar right. interests. And then friendship is, is born. It's exactly, which that dude, man, like he's cool as shit. First time yeah. meeting him. I talked a long time with him and uh dude, very talented individual. He really is like extremely talented. One of the most genuine people I've met. And what's crazy is that y'all are both from the same fucking state. Yeah, but different areas, but yeah, and and it's it's one of those things where like, I you you don't fully understand how different Northern and Southern California are. Oh yeah, unless you're really from there, or you put two guys from both parts in the same room. Yeah. So like, we'll be very different, but also very much the same because Californians have a lot of the same, like. Uh, the same mindset in a lot of ways, but at the same time, like Northern California and Southern California are very fucking different. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. But he's just, it helped that he also likes the same kind of music. So we bond over that. Right. We also bond over lifting. It's, it's a lot of that. Like, well, we just happen to be part of the same like culture. Yeah. And, and then you like, but also just randomly like coming across each other in, in a spot, you know, it's, yeah, and I'm not the type of person to just walk up to somebody in the gym. Like, I'm uh, way too introverted. And, like, when I'm in the gym, I'm just so focused on not injuring myself. So my whole thing, whenever I was actually actively working out, was I would go into the gym and headphones on. Don't yep. want to be bothered. Yep. Don't fucking talk Noise to me. Noise canceling I'm, headphones. I'm not looking to, like, I'm just, I'm just in here doing one thing, yep. you know? And I don't want to talk to people. Is I, I, I would almost say that I'm an extroverted introvert. Um, so I have like, I do, I, I can get out and talk to people, but the reason why I talk to people is because I don't like being around people and the being silent. It just makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. And I feel like I need to like spill out a bunch of words to, to break that. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm so uncomfortable with this, but I still like to be like, I like to go home. Like I like to be at the, be at my house homes where, where I'm comfortable. I've got my yep. TV, I've got my music, I got whatever, I, whatever I want to do. Um, and so like I'd carry that same mentality whenever I was actually going to the gym is like, all right, I'm not at home, but I put my headphones on and be left alone. I'm in my own like world. Yeah. I don't right. have to worry about anybody else. And like, yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm, I'm probably way closer to introverted. Yeah. The only reason, <laughs> the only reason I, I met any of you guys is because of her. Like, right. I, if I, yeah. if it wasn't for her, I would never leave my house. 
Like go I to work, never, go home. Yeah, yeah. that's how I go was. to occasional show. When yeah. I, yeah, when I lived in Washington, it was go to work, go to the gym, come home, go to the occasional show. Yeah, yeah. But going to the occasional show when I lived in Washington was driving two fucking hours. Oh yeah, it sucks both ways, dude. And then I'd have to work the next morning. Yeah, so you're not going to shows. Yeah, I yeah. went to I went to ones on the on a weekend because I was not gonna fucking you know, drive to Seattle on a Tuesday night if I was working days. Right. Go to a show, finish by hopefully ten thirty, and then drive two hours. Well then you're driving into Seattle and you've got to find a place to park. Yeah, it's, luckily <laughs> that see that gives me anxiety. The parking thing gives yeah, me anxiety. Same. Where like I'll look ahead of time to see where I can park. Try to find a parking lot and hope that it's not full. Yeah, I'll look on Google Maps yeah. and be like, where the fuck can I park? Where can I park? That looks like a parking lot. Luckily, I went to this. I would go to shows at pretty much the same venues. So I knew where to yeah. park. It's like, I know I don't like going down to like Club Dada and Trees and Cheap Steaks down yeah, there in Deep Ellum. It's hard. Yeah, you can't find. Yeah, it fucking sucks parking there. And it sucks driving around there. And then you're having to drive around trying to figure out where you're going to park at. And then you're hoping the guy that someone doesn't like try to steal your fucking yeah. car. And like I found a place to park, but it's also like I'm hopefully not paying a lot for my ticket because yeah. I know I'm paying 15 bucks for parking. Right. So that fucking sucks. Man, that's and the I'm thing. I'm sweaty like, as fuck after that show. They need to build more. Uh, they need to build more clubs with parking. I agree. Can we can we just like uh, start a campaign? Change.org maybe. They just need to turn the big parking lots they have into parking structures. Bingo. That's all they need. Yeah. Or you uh, you build it. so popular. Why not just put a fucking parking structure? You build a parking structure and then you put the venue on top of it. Well, no, then you'd have people like flying out the fucking window and yeah. off the No, you can't do that. Yeah. It's like I, a whole. I like the, I like where your head's at. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole thing, man. Like yeah, you, someone gets in a fight. Next thing you know, they've fallen like seven stories because yeah, yeah, yeah probably shouldn't do that. All right. Yeah. Strike that. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's one of my main reasons why I don't go to Dallas that often. I remember early on, so I, I was in a band in like circa like 2003, 2004, somewhere around, around there. And we played, um, we played at the Curtain Club, which is no longer there. It was a cool venue, um, pretty close to trees in Deep Ellum. But like, I remember we took my mom's minivan because right. it was big. It was like a vehicle big enough to put all put of our, all of, all of our all shit in there, right? In there, yeah. And so we took that and drove all the way out to Dallas and like we've got thousands of dollars of, of you know, equipment and we're all like 17, 18 years old, yep. 19 years old and we're going to Deep Ellum and we're, you know, I remember thinking to myself like I, sh I hope like someone doesn't just like fucking rob me. But then you're driving around and like, okay, so we get to the venue, you can park right there to unload, but then they got to move the, move the van move because shit, they yeah. don't have, because we're not like a, you know, of course, we're just some little local band, so they're not going to put us in right, a... Right, opening and shit. They're not going to put us, like, right there to where we can leave our vehicle, so we had to park somewhere else, and, yeah, it's just a nightmare. Uh, but the problem with Fort Worth is that we don't have any venues. I mean, we have a few, we, but, like... We're getting them now. Yeah. So, I, 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 there's, there's, a, there's a few people that have been really advocating to get more, especially, like, heavy shows yeah. here. Um, one of One of the... Like, uh, fuck, what am I, yeah, like promoters mm -hmm. is, I was talking about it last night was Parade of Flesh. Okay. So they do a lot of the hardcore and 
hardcore adjacent because it won't only be hardcore. They'll do like, um, I don't even know how to describe a lot of the music that's on there, but the, the main reason I follow them is for the hardcore. It'll be local stuff or it'll be like bands that are on the, you would really only know if you're in listening to the hardcore scene right now. Okay. So Ridgely has become a big venue now, man. So you weren't here for the original, whenever Ridgely became a venue. Um, <clears throat> so I heard stories dude back well i mean okay back in the day ridgely was an awesome venue like it was great i haven't been i haven't been there since uh it turned into a church for a while i think it still is a church or something i think they still have church services there so i don't know they might it it looks like you could do it but you'd have to do like uh like fold folding chairs yeah maybe. like i saw alkaline trio at ridgely like, okay way back um and it's it was a cool it's a cool setup for a, a venue it was, I mean, and even then, like, I don't know what it's like now, but they had, I mean, they had a floor and yeah. they had seats further back and there was pool tables in the very back. So there are no seats on the bottom. Right. It's on the bottom floor. It's all flat. Okay. Or it's, you know, flat stairs, more flat. And then there is pool tables still in the very, very back. Well, cool. So at least they got that going for them. Um, they also had a small venue inside there too. Like, still do. Do they? Okay. Two. So maybe it hasn't really changed that much. Um, I, just, I mean, I just lost, like, I didn't see, I didn't pay attention to the bands coming through there anymore, and it kind of closed off for a while, and they weren't using it as a venue, so I just kind of... So that's what I've heard. I've heard that the that it was really awesome back then, yeah. and then they had a, they had a, a different owner, and it went to shit, and then they got a new owner, and it's on the come up. Well, so the owner owned, um, one of the owners owned that uh, head shop next door. Right. And... That was a whole other whole other story. They got uh, they got raided by the FBI and DEA oh, for uh, they were manufacturing K two. What the fuck? Yeah, so they were manufacturing K two, not necessarily in that store, but that the I think it's a gas pipe is what it is, or it's something like that. It's, it's one of those places. Anyways, they were um, they were manufacturing K two, so the synthetic weed. And uh, they got shut down. The it was a father and daughter operation or something like that, and they got arrested. Got some federal prison time. Jesus. So during their time, I think they were so focused on that they didn't really care. They just owned the building and doing whatever. So they didn't really care what was coming through. They didn't really care. Didn't put enough uh, effort into it. Um, the early days of the originally though were fucking awesome. I saw some awesome bands there. Uh, randomly, it's not a band that I was like I wasn't there to see them. We went to go see this band called, um, I think it was, I, I want to say it was like SPK, Stupid Punk Kid is what it stood for. Okay. And I went to see them and they were opening up for, for a band that I'd never heard of before and I was, had no interest to see them and it was uh, happened to be Yellow Card. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So I like saw- before they got big? Yeah. So I saw early, like wow. early Yellow Card. They can't, all right. So I was there with my- with this guy uh, who's no longer with us. Um, his name is Zach. And Zach and I were ba- in the back playing pool. Zach is a, a, was an avid pool player, had a pool table at his house, was right. really good at it. So these two guys came up and they wanted to play pool with us. And so we were playing doubles. And then the band starts, SPK comes out. So we get on the floor and we're watching them. And then, uh, you know, Yellow Card comes out and they, they came out playing the Imperial March nice. on the violin. Nice. And so they come out, the violinist does like a backflip on the stage. And then I start looking and I'm like, 
we were just playing pool with these two, like two of the guys on, on stage. I was like, all right. So I ended up liking it. I bought their very, very first album. I bought it there for while I was there. And then like, I swear it was one of those. And it sounds like I'm like being a, you know, hipster or whatever. Like I liked them before they were big or whatever. Yeah. They like immediately got big. But they, it, it really did. Like they, they dropped Ocean Avenue. And within then, like, I think like six months of us seeing that show, Ocean Avenue came out and I'm like, holy fuck and but it was but that was completely different than what mm. their original stuff was their violin player is sick as yeah, fuck. yeah their drummer is severely underrated that dude rips um, but it was just such a random like i had no idea who that guy was I had no idea right. who they were no they whatever. were just chill ass dudes um the band bright eyes oh yeah okay so i went to a bright eyes show yeah and of course, it brought out the typical bright, like the people who want to see bright eyes, right? Or the people who thought they wanted to see bright Hipsters. eyes. Yeah. But this was back in like, this is like. When two, indie was becoming popular. Yeah, like 2000. I mean, we're talking like probably 2005. Somewhere yeah, right around there. right. And it was at the Ridgely. It was like uh, Death Cab was on like a really high up and secondhand serenade and all yeah, that yeah. shit. So it was like taking, gotcha. So bright eyes, it, it turned out to not be a bright eyes show. I mean, it was, but uh what was that it was his name connor yeah yeah so he had another project called monsters of folk yeah it was monsters of folk like oh so it was i mean it's bright eyes it was bright eyes yeah jason right but like they weren't playing their typical bright eye stuff and i'm like holy fuck like this is yeah i mean i'm a butcher who all was in i think like the guy from like wilco was in it and wilco's fucking tight too yeah. i remember them but there was like a bunch of like random ass dudes that are in this band um the, and this monsters of folk band i'm like holy shit it's it's this person it's this person it's this person and i remember like the crowd like being pissed but then they had like the people who actually really liked the music right. they were like super fucking right. stoked about it so that were actually there for the music not just to say like oh i went to a bright I went, yeah show. i went to a bright eye show yeah. yeah like what i mean i guess that was some kind of clout back then you know, oh, I got to see sure. Bright Eyes. I don't even know what they're doing now. Uh, if they're even a thing. I haven't seen a new album from them. Obviously, I haven't been paying attention. No. But, like, I haven't seen a new album from them in probably about five years, at least. Do you ever um, sit down, like, some like a song you hadn't heard for years, totally forgot about the band altogether, and it comes on, and you're just like, oh, yeah, I used to like them. And then you go down that, like, rabbit hole of, like, Oh, like if it comes on on shuffle or something, or like that. or it comes on like a uh, like a like a TV show or something. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So I did that just recently with um the, the TV show The Bear. I don't know if you've seen it. I fucking of course okay. I have. I fucking, watched it twice. Fucking so brilliant, good. right? I want. I'm, I'm gonna watch it through again. Um, uh, but the intro is uh, uh refused. Yeah. And I'm sitting there. It's a uh, new new noise. I think. Yep. Yeah. So I'm like sitting there listening to it. I'm like, man, I fucking know the song. I know the song. Jesse's like, what what song? And I'm like, the song's playing right now. And so I made her back it up. And then I got my phone out. And I was like, I got to figure out what the song is. I know what it is. I cannot think of what it is. It's their most popular song. Right. And so, but I was, I was, I used to listen to like quite a bit of their, their like B-sides and all that stuff. Right. And so that reignited that, um, that yeah. love again and i'm sitting there going through like this memory memory lane and we, we were talking about playing like og world of warcraft right yeah and you know that was a, what was it that meme that okay, it was like playing like world of warcraft and listening to metal honestly or, or I, watching anime like so that was that was just court 
saying it. Yeah, yeah, that, that's right. That was when, he, yeah, yeah. when he said yeah. that, I literally smiled and laughed. I right. was like, that was the most on point thing that he could have ever had while never having the experience with it. Yeah. Because that's exactly what we did. Because I was listening, like I remember and like refused whenever I heard that. And I was like, I was working at Best Buy and one of my coworkers got me into playing World of Warcraft. Yeah. One of my coworkers, that same co- coworker got me into refuse they refused mm-hmm. and so I, i'm like going down this memory you know of staying up way too late stuck at like playing world of warcraft sitting there grinding away or like it's the most normal thing yeah and listening to like the refused or listening to blood brothers or like holy fuck. you know something along those lines and just like all of a sudden i look outside the sun's coming up yep. and i'm like i've got work in like yep. two hours yeah yeah and and i told i told um actually you want to turn that light on right behind you before it gets too dark yeah oh man it's real bright now it's real fucking bright but there's no yeah i want to put in one of those light the like dimmers and stuff oh yeah yeah cut it down a little bit um i was saying to antoine one time on an episode like i can listen to an album or even a song and it'll it'll transport me back somewhere right and the devil wears prada there's a specific album that I listened to when Wrath of the Lich King came out, the third expansion. Okay. So if I listen to that album, my mind is like transported back to questing and grinding yeah, yeah. in Northerend. So it's weird how like music, like it's really cool, like how your brain works, right? And how music um, or just in like, like certain smells or things like that can like transport you back in time yeah, and put you back in that. Like I remember the first time I heard this song and I was doing this, this and this and just how it triggered those memories. But like, it's funny, like the more we've talked, the more I've realized, like we had very similar experiences, like Chad and all them, they, they didn't play world of Warcraft. I figured I play, they played some other stuff, but like I, I, I played world of Warcraft and I was like obsessed with it so much, you know, we do some fucked up shit in that too because I played on a PvP server. Oh, you know, that's the only way to play. Yeah, and um, one of the things that we like to do is, I, I mean, all my buddies, we were pretty high level, but I built this one character. You just go gank people. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I'd have this one character that was like weak, and I'd use we'd use him to like lure people out. And so one of the things we were high enough that we'd go into like one of like the you know, of course I was playing on the horde. You know, I was, I was not a, I was not alliance at all for the fucking horde. Um, and we'd go into alliance, you know, an alliance territory, and we'd go inside like uh, the shop or whatever, and they would be like rogues, and so they'd be invisible. And I here's this like low level fucking player hey in there, guys. right? And you know, it's funny, like if if you like saw that, and you're like, how did you get past the NPCs? Like you should, you sh- th- there should be some red flags, right? But it never, yeah. it never failed. Like you'd have someone come in there, and they'd be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna fuck you up, and the next thing you know, like, nah. And if they're playing rogues, they could just sap yeah. the guards yep. and it wouldn't trigger anything. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's Dude. so genius. Yeah, we would we would do stuff like that. We 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 would play like bandits, man. We would set up like in uncontested areas and like hide out and wait for people to yep. come through and just fucking raid them, you know. And <sighs> Dude, I miss it, man. Well, yeah, I know. And I've you know they're uh with you know how they have uh World of Warcraft Classic. Yeah. So Wrath of the Lich King comes out next month. And you're saying you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna I dive might, down into I, that, mi- yeah. I miss it and that was that's my favorite expansion. I've never enjoyed playing the game. Probably never enjoyed playing it more than that expansion. 
And that was like when it was the most fun. See, the problem is, is like, I have to like prioritize my time now. Well, yeah. And As an adult, like I have to. <laughs> now that now that I have a hobby that I really enjoy, right. it's almost like I never even game anymore. Yeah. So my free time is, especially now, is watching anime because I have to make sure I stay you current. Can, well, I mean, because yeah, your, your your show's about anime. Yeah. So if I'm not if I'm not watching anime and I'm in my car, I might be listening to another podcast. Especially if I'm having other podcasters right, on right, my right. show, I want to be at least a little bit familiar with their work. Right, and then other than that, I have to be listening to new music releases. Not that I like hurt by that at all. Speaking I love of music. new music releases, though, we we kind of talked about it uh, last night. Norma Jean's. Yeah, you had only known it was a single, and the whole album yeah, dropped man. last Friday. I was actually listening to a little bit of it on the way here in that first that 1994, I think, is what the first song is, yeah. and I'm just like, just wait till you get farther down. Dude, that I album. can feel that, man. It's, that was it's so good. And they're coming to Dallas, but again, they're gonna they're gonna be at Trees, which Trees is a pretty small venue, and that would be a pretty cool like yeah place to that, see them with that lineup too. I was hoping that they would come through at the Real Club, Real Club again, which is where I first saw them. I am honestly, if they were gonna play a Dallas venue, I wish they'd play Amplified Live. But I'm talking like Fort Worth. Have you ever been to a, a show at the Real Club? The only venue I've gone to in Fort Worth is Ridgely, and then I was supposed to go see uh, Gate Creeper uh, play Tulips because Tulips is yeah. getting heavy shows right. now. Do you know where do you know where the Real Club is? No. All right. So you, I mean, obviously you know where the base is. Yeah, it's like right down the street, man. Which way? Uh, south. So like you go. Uh, so where my office is, where I work at, is right over there too. Like I. So I if I come out the main gate, am I going left or right? You're taking. Hang on, because it does Cause a little. That's loopy. the only gate that I. It use. does a little. I'm, I'm trying to think because you have to come out and do. Am like I this going loop. towards Javier's? No, house, you're going away. I'm going away. Yeah, you're going so away. I'm going towards like Walmart and shit. Yeah. Okay. So the real club, you cross the freeway. Yep. And there's that QT. Yep. And then my office is actually right behind that. Okay. And then you just go like two blocks down and the real club's right there to the right. It's So it's, if it's I turn like right there where QT is? Past it. Oh, so yeah. I keep going uh-huh. past that. Like just a little bit, like maybe like a street or more. Yeah, past it. Yeah. So past where that comic book store was? Somewhere right over and there. And the yeah. like leathers. It's like motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, right, it's, it's right over there. Oh. But shit, like it's, I it's, never it's right behind the main street, right? And they've had some pretty cool bands come through. I mean, Norma Jean played there. Um, they've had some like heavy, uh, like dark, like what's heavier than death metal? I mean, like uh, doom. I mean, uh, dude, I don't that's, know. That's one of those where it's like up yeah. to up to personal. Yeah. So like my discretion. my buddy played in a band called uh, Black Chamber, and uh, I think it was Black Chamber is what they're called. I can't remember. What it was. Um, they were a death metal band. He was a singer for them. But they they played shows at the at the real club. Um, but they've also had like bands, um, Head PE. I don't know if you ever heard I them. Know yeah, they are. They came through, which is okay. I mean, it makes sense because they're not really relevant anymore, so they're playing smaller no, venues. But not. Uh, but they've had some pretty cool stuff there. It's definitely like a venue to check out what what their lineup is. So there was another venue that's down there that um, Tomcats. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. So people, there's a guy that I literally just work with. He just transferred to New Orleans. But I went with him to a show at Club Dada. Okay. I went and saw God's Hate with him. He told me that Tomcats was the shit. Tomcats is wild because Tomcats is like, 
it's the closest thing to being like in a venue that actually feels more like a house show. Yeah, he said he went to a hardcore show there one time and it was fucking insane. He said uh, it was the coolest. It's been show. a while since I've been there, but if I, well, it's if closed I, now. Yeah, but if I remember correctly, I think it had like I think the ceiling it was drop ceilings and they were like fucking low. And so, like you were like, it felt like you were in like this, like, like, a house. like it felt yeah, it felt like you were in a house, not like a big venue. It was tight. yeah, it was I pretty like cool. Like that though. Uh, Rail clubs, obviously, it's more like a uh, has more like a warehouse feel, okay. stage, open, you know, pretty tall ceilings and all okay. that stuff. But I mean, they've had some good stuff there. Tom used to have some badass uh, bands that come through there too, um, and it was like for me, it was super close. Yeah. That was the other thing that originally was, is also like right down the street from me. Basically like it took me five, 10 minutes to get there originally. And oh, when I lived in Pembroke, it took me like two minutes to get there. Yeah. Cause all I had to do was hop on what just on uh, Brian Irvin or whatever. Yeah. I yeah. just had to hop on Brian Irvin. And it took me two minutes to get down there. Yeah. It took me to that back parking lot. Right. Yeah. It's a good venue there. I mean, really like venue. they I have, they the have, placement. they have, we're back on it. They have parking. Yeah, that's and, the biggest thing. That's what matters it's right there. It's literally the biggest selling point. That's why I say Amplified Live, because they have a fucking parking lot. You can go um, You can go into that parking lot. There's a Starbucks there. You can get your get your caffeine fix and then head over to the head over to the show. Where? There's, there's a Starbucks like right over, right in that same parking lot. Like, in Ridgely? Or yeah. are you talking about Amplified? Ridgely. Oh, really? Yeah. I never, like, I just, I'm you got the, you when got the, I go to a show, like, my mind is so <laughs> set on find place to park go inside there used to be a place called taps and caps over there too but they they shut down the the person who owned the that actually owns the building didn't want to want to bar there okay and so they finally like raised the rent and it caused some other issues and then covid happened and they were having they were struggling with that so they right. just shut down but there's a starbucks like literally like if you're looking like the ridley's here and then back behind it is that like strip yeah a building that's all the way down towards the end oh yeah i when I go to a show, I'm so fucking focused and I, I go to shows by myself like 95% of the time because I only have to worry about one person. Yeah. I mean, you can, you could always like call me up and be like, Hey, there's a show coming. Like, <laughs> yeah, and you don't have to worry about know, me. Like, I'm, I'm so, I'm so used to going yeah. by myself for so long or I would meet like my, in Washington, I would meet my two buddies that I had yeah. a podcast with. I'd meet them at the show. But we all drove separately, so I didn't have to worry about shit. I right. just go there. We all wanted to stand in the same spot anyway. We liked being up front. Yeah. So I, we were right there. Man, I'm kind of torn on that. Like as I've gotten older, like my body doesn't like. I loved being in the mosh pits and stuff. But I'm, as I've I gotten older, I'm just so like, tired. dude. I'm just like, dude. I'm gonna fucking hurt the next day. Yeah. So for Rob Zombie coming up, I bought, I bought, I've got tickets and seats. Like I'm, and it's an aisle seat too. When I saw Misfits, it was, oh, dude. Aisle like, I made sure it was like, I'll get the so aisle flush. seat, and then, yeah. I When I when I saw Misfits, I actually bought, I think I bought a seat. Yeah, I bought a seat for Misfits. But that was a very weird layout. It was it was like an amphitheater. Yeah. So, like, I mean, just like Dos Equis, it just, like, there's this very small amount of, like, standing room. Right. So it doesn't feel like, to me, that doesn't feel like a show. No. So when the show that I went to, um, which was the Dog Last Days week. of Summer, yeah. yeah. So it was at Texas Trust Credit Union, uh, which used to be Nokia Live or something like that, Grand Prairie. And it, it's a really nice venue, yeah. Um, it's a really nice venue, and it's one of those places like, there's not a bad seat in the house. Right. 
However, it was not set up for to be a show. And so there's a band that I really liked, the Nixons. And, I, you know, I, my, my sister liked them. My brother liked them. I grew up listening to them uh, from Oklahoma City. And they, um, much. are you familiar with the Toadies? Yeah. Okay. So much like the Toadies, like the Toadies were here in Dallas-Fort Worth. The Nixons, same era. Right. They kind of grew, like, went, like, went up together, you know, and became, you know, kind of a more of a national known act back in the 90s. I, um, they opened up for this show and the way they had it set up is like they had these, the seats all the way up to basically the stage and there was a limited amount of space actually mm-hmm. on the stage. The only people who could be on the stage or at the stage are the people who bought tickets for the front row. There was no like general mission, no standing room only like you bought seats and it, it sucked. Like that aspect sucked. Like I wanted to be up there like standing at the stage. Um, I saw that same band, uh, play at the bomb factory it was um, a band called Slow Roosevelt, which was a local uh, Dallas band. Uh, dude, f- uh, fucking awesome! Like from they're, they're from like the late '90s, early 2000s. Uh, great band. They opened up. Uh, the Nixons played Bowling for Soup, uh, which is a fun band. Little known fact: um, we're trying to get the lead singer for Bowling Soup on the show. And I've actually wild, already I've man. actually already talked to him. That would be wild. Uh, they were touring uh, in England. We were trying to get them on in May. And we just couldn't work it out. So right. I got to I gotta reconnect with them. But anyways, they played. Uh, so we got to see, you know, got to see them. And again, like I, I wanted to be as close as I could. Mm-hmm. And this venue, man, you couldn't do it. Like it's just not set up for, it's not set up for a rock show. It's not set up for anything um, other than like, I don't know, like ballet maybe. <laughs> something something like an orchestra yeah, i don't no, know i've been to a place like that before. um I, i've heard they move seats back and they can move seats back why they didn't i have no idea um jesse said she saw uh, manson play there and i was like i can't imagine seeing marilyn manson here yeah maybe now i could because i feel like all the people that are going to go see manson are our age anyway <laughs> we all just want to sit down yeah we have ba- we have bad knees and our back hurt and so I remember, I remember the f- the first time I saw Maiden, it was at an amphitheater. It was in Southern California, because I was stationed in in Lemoore, so it was like down in San Bern- yeah, yeah. San Bernardino's where I went. Dude, that's ghetto. Yeah, well, it was the amphitheater <laughs> that was down there. So, uh, yeah, myself and my best friend, we drove. Fuck, what, three hours down? No offense to anybody that lives in San Bernardino, but no, they y'all, know. Y'all, y'all city, y'all city's ghetto. They know. Fucking Brian's from Inland Empire, yeah. so like that area. Yeah. Um. We we saw them at one of those like big open areas, but I the that one was actually laid out properly, I think, because when I saw Maiden the first time, it was Maiden's headliner, um, with Megadeth anthrax testament oh yeah so like, the, so like the the big bands like yeah no, of, of, of it, the time yeah. yeah it was fucking insane this was in 2013 i want to say yeah, i've never seen 12. anthrax i bet that was a fun show um yeah they're definitely a, a better band live than yeah. they are on any of their records i feel like that about a bunch of bands though. same um i saw comeback kid live and they were insanely good live but Back then, they're better now, but back then, listening to them on an album was 
not great. See, I still haven't seen Maiden. I haven't seen Maiden live. And I've I would, seen them twice, and it's literally the best show I've ever seen. Yeah, like oh. just barely beats out Misfits. Dude, I gotta, I, I gotta fucking see him whenever, and when, if I ever get a chance to. Next time they come, all you'll be the first fucking person I call. That's good, because I got like for real, like, um, my brother was a big Iron Maiden fan, and uh, I remember he was learning how to play guitar. He took guitar lessons and all that stuff, but he had like several tablature books on just Iron Maiden. I remember Iron Maiden's guitar riffs are iconic. Man. Yeah, the Trooper. Uh huh. That's my favorite song. Uh. I like the trooper and then um Ace is high. Uh, what's the one? Run to the Hills. Uh Phantom of the Opera. The the Number of the Beast. Number of the Beast yeah. is great. There's a guy uh Fear um, of the Dark. There's a guy named Sean James. Mm-hmm. And he did a cover of uh The Number of the Beast. And it's not anything that you would you would expect because it's more like almost like folky. Oh, that'd be tight. Dude, it's like seriously, like Sean Beast or Sean James, his cover of Number of the Beast, like the way he sings and everything, it is fucking badass. Like, have you, uh, have you, so you kind of like that dark, not evil, but like, I don't even know what they call it. Um, but it's like a dark, dark folk. Yeah. So, you know, like, uh, Amigo the Devil is, no, uh-uh. or, uh, the Bridge City Sinners. No, you're, you're giving me things I've never... Uh, the Dead South. Yes, the Dead South. Okay, yeah. so stuff kind of like the Dead South or the the Tejon Street Thieves. Yeah, okay. So you know those two? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, so... Shit, my bad. Amigo the Devil, he is... To me, he's the, like the tip-top of that okay. style of music. And yeah. he's from... I could be wrong, but I'm pretty positive he is from Texas. I mean, I, I, that's worth it. Well... It's worth a Google. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm into, I do like that kind of, like, I mean, I, being from Texas, like, you have to have kind of like a, a love for, like, not saying red dirt, like, country, but, like, I'm talking, like, outlaw country. Well, that's the only kind of country I really like. Yeah. That's why I went and saw. Well, well Charlie Crockett is, like, bro, I love Charlie Crockett so much. I've <laughs> he's, seen like, he's a cool dude. He's the uh, shit. His new album comes out in, like, two weeks. Uh, but I saw him. He opened up for uh, for Willie. Yeah, I, I would. So I haven't had a chance to see Charlie Carr. I haven't seen. A, I haven't had a chance to see. Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, I mean, I can't think of. Uh, I haven't seen Charlie Crocker. I haven't seen Willie Nelson. I'd like to see both of them. I'm trying to find out. Where's Mika the Devil? Oh, I'll look it up later. Um, just looking at his pictures and stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, it's definitely something you would enjoy. Yeah. But He's I mean, fucking awesome. So like, Sean James is just like. I was wrong. He wait, hold on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, finger sorry. finger picking, um, but he's like doing this. The number of the beast. And I'm just like the you know, first time I heard it I was like holy fuck, and it gives you chills. Like it's straight up. It's a song that's gonna give you chills. Like if you like Iron Maiden, I this guy it. like he did it perfect justice. Like it was it, like the best reinterpretation of that song. I and I'm a fan of taking really popular songs and changing them. There's a dude called uh, D at C, and he takes, like, have you heard of Thy Art is Murder? Yeah. Okay, so he took he took a couple of Thy Art is Murder songs, and he turned them into, like, <laughs> like imagine Death Cab for Cutie sending him them. Okay. <laughs> like, that's what he did. It's fucking hilarious. There was a band that did something similar to that uh, with a Pantera song, The Great Southern Trend Kill. Um, which is, in my opinion, an underrated 
Pantera song. I mean, most people who like Pantera are going to go for like the original, like Cowboys for Hell or Heresy or Walk or something like that. But the Great Southern Cemetery Gates. Cemetery Gates. Uh, nah, uh, what's it called? Uh, this Love. That's a good one, too. This Love was 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 mine. Um, but yeah, so like people go for that stuff, like older stuff, like Far Beyond Driven and uh, Cowboys from Hell albums. But the Great Southern Trinkill was a great album that they did. But this band took that song and they uh, folkified it or almost like kind of like a mixture of like folk pop. And they I've only seen one. They, they didn't record it. They, they did it live on a radio station and it was fucking badass. That's tight. Um, I have to, I have to find it and send it to you. Yeah, it's just you like, definitely do. I love, I, mean, I like those reinterpretations and it's one thing like a band can go out and do like a cover and they sound just like the band or whatever. And th- that's cool, I guess. But like to take somebody else's song and not necessarily make it your own, but like you're paying tribute to it, but like you're also putting your own twist. If you're doing it justice, that's all that really right, matters. Right. And I think that's, um, I think that's key is like, you have to do it justice. Yeah. Um, how'd you feel about, uh, Metallica doing the garage days? It was fine. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. So what's funny is like, that was my first introduction to like, um, the misfits was him doing whenever they did uh, last caress. Yeah. I'd never heard the misfits version of that. And really? So, so yeah. the Metallica version is the first version. Was the first. Yeah. Uh, whiskey in the jar. That's the it first, was the first time I ever heard that honestly, song. That's probably the better version. I actually like that, yeah, yeah. that version. But it, yeah, so it was like, uh, uh, yeah, the Misfits' last caress was the first time I I'd heard it was Metallica doing it, and I was like, man, this, I love this. You know, I'm young. I was probably like 16 years yeah. old, and my buddy had his, uh, he got a driver's license. He lived in Arlington, and we felt like, man, this is blast that at the you know that yeah. one and um. There was another one uh, that they did that was just like the most rank, rat, like most cussing, you know, it's like that rebellion feeling. We're right. 16 years old, blasting this on the stereo as loud as could be. Right. Letting, we want everybody to hear this song, you know, and that's what we did. And that was my first introduction to the Misfits. And then I started kind of getting more into it. And then I, did, I didn't know for the longest time whenever I was younger that Glenn Danzig in, was, this, was the singer of the yeah. Misfits. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, that happens. I'm like, oh, so the guy who does Mother is this dude. Yeah. There's so many bands. There's a there's actually a TikToker that does Misfits, Misfit Mondays, and he will talk about a band that comes from that family tree. And when you see the, like, Misfits here right. and then everything that's branched off of it, it's How connected they are. Crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, they started horror punk. Yeah, yeah. And then there's been other bands that have tried to do it. But then you get, you know, all the members that have, like, dropped in really quick. And then you get Danzig bands that also come off. Jerry Only did his own thing. Right. Uh, fuck, dude, in my brain. But. Everybody that's been part of that band. Yeah. I think, like, all the Graves era shit, which to me is okay, but. I mean, Danzig is the king. Danzig is, and and it's funny. We, you know, we were, when we were talking to Dustin last night, mm. and he's like, "If they make it, because you know they're you know they're playing, Dude, you got tickets, that. and you know, that's that's a realistic thing. Like they do hate each other. And yeah, they do. But like you they hate, are, they're also greedy. 
Like if you yeah, that's they the other like thing. Is like you hate each Jerry other so likes much. Money yet, more than he likes anything. Yet you're you're gonna tour together with your the person that you hate the most. Yeah, and well, the thing is, like, the only person that still holds a grudge is Jerry. Yeah, because Doyle and Glenn Danzig are fucking fine, right? But Jerry is so greedy that the only thing he gives a shit about is money. Is the money. So they all they can hate each other, but he'll find a way to pull it together so that they can make all of this. They're gonna make so much fucking money on this tour. Yeah. They because they'll tour and then they'll take a year off, maybe two, and then they'll fucking tour again. And then their tours are only like eight shows. It's like the you know, um, but I mean they're not they're not calling it their last tour or anything like that. Yeah. Like because uh, they they'll they'll do like a what Slayer did. Yeah, they'll call it a last tour and then they'll come back and do another tour, which is fine with me. I still never got to see them, man. Uh, yeah whenever dude talking about slayer now i sent you that video and um, you know i never know if anybody's like seen like some of the music videos when, or whatever when you sent it to me i was like oh shit i remember this music yeah. video because i the first time i saw it i was like what the fuck and i was watching it at work and i worked at a nosk i don't you know what a NOSC mm-hmm. is? i was working at the nosk at that time and so you know at the nosk you gotta be super business like yeah. i'm watching that and i'm like probably shouldn't be watching this here yeah so like that was the first time like i you know, i've seen something that graphic um what 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 uh, song was it that was uh, a repent yeah repent, yeah repent repentless yeah and like that graphic like violence in a music video i'm just like holy shit like, well if any band's gonna do it it's right. gonna be fucking slayer yeah yeah and that is one band that i would love to see my brother has seen them several times and he said like that's one pit i will never get into again ever no i don't want to be a part of the pit i just want to see him he said uh whenever he went there was no pit etiquette and so like he went down and like he's like i thought i was gonna die see that's just shitty fans though well yeah yeah that's i don't know maybe like it's probably i won't say it's every slayer fan because not everybody's a piece of shit right you know like it's one of those like uh astro world things where like that's there's no etiquette people have never been to a show people don't know how to fucking act you go to a hardcore show where you think you're gonna fucking die but the moment you fall like someone picks you you up up. yeah like i then push you back into it like let's go i got spartan kicked off by a stage diver right in my chest and i immediately got picked back up dude it's happened multiple times have you ever crowd surfed no i'm too fat I mean, even in your, in your, in your younger so days, in my younger days, the, I didn't, I didn't go to a lot of the, I didn't go to a lot of the smaller venues. And when I did, I was too, too much anxiety yeah. and like too introverted to be, I did it once. I've, I've, I do pits. Yeah. That's about it. Did it once. Um, and then I've, you know, obviously held people up and stuff like that. But, uh, that was one of the most, it was very anxiety induced. Yeah. Right? I just, I don't know, man. I just, uh, my mind will go to like a million different things. Like, like don't fucking the, do this. Or they fucking draw me. What, yeah. if they, what, if the, what if I get ripped apart? What if they're zombies, you know? That's what I'm saying. And I've seen, I've seen like band members jump off the fucking stage and then nobody caught them. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I, how the fuck do I know that's not going right. to happen to me? Like, I literally, I saw Fit for a King, the band we were talking yeah, yeah. about. And their bass player jumped off the fucking stage and nobody was there to pit, catch him. Like, everybody moved out of the way. I was like, 
Are you fucking what? serious? Of all people that's going to jump, that's going to stage dive, you're going to move out of the way for the band? Yeah. That makes sense, you know. I, I, yeah. This <laughs> was like mind-boggling. I've, I've, I've only done that once. And, you know, I've been in several pits and stuff like that. Never like... So I've never been in a pit at like a big show, like oh. like festival or like anything like that. Warp tour, I I was in quite a few pits. Man, I actually never went to Warp tour. It's coming back, is it? Suppo- it? Rumors are it's coming back in 2023. Yeah, but who are they gonna have play? Like MGK? You don't fucking say that name. <laughs> Ever say that name? I mean, uh, no. But, we'll think they did that fucking yeah. when we were a young fest, or they're supposed uh, yeah, to do right. that if it actually is real, or if it turns into a fire fest situation. Yeah, which it's starting to seem more like that. Um, well, there's bands that didn't even know they were like, what? Like, I'm apparently we're doing this festival. Yeah, and people are getting like random refunds on their tickets yeah. that they bought. I had I had tickets in my fucking like box. I was ready to hit purchase. Yeah, I was at work and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna pay three hundred and fifty dollars for a ticket for one day, and then I'm gonna have to pay for a flight. I'm gonna have to pay for a hotel. I'm it seemed to too good to cab. be true. I mean. And then you start thinking the logistics of it, three stages playing simultaneously or having no time at all to switch. Right, right. And they're playing like 30 minute sets and you're going to put your three headliners playing on three stages basically at the same fucking time. Like I never went to, uh, I I didn't do a lot of big festivals when I was younger, so I never went to Ozfest. Uh, I never got to do that. Warped was the only one my dad would let me go to. Man, I haven't gone to Knotfest. I want to go to Knotfest. I think that'd be fun. Knotfest Roadshow supposed to be coming out here. Yeah, I would do that. If, if they don't come here, it. they'll be in. They'll be in Oklahoma. Oklahoma, yeah. Drive. Yeah, it is kind of a drive, but it'd be fun. There is a show. There is a, a hardcore festival that's going to be in Oklahoma. I think I'm going to Tulsa. Yeah, that's probably where Knotfest would be. Is Tulsa. Okay. Or OKC, one one of the two. Yeah, it was just, one of those two. I can't remember if it was Tulsa or OKC, but one of the one or two of the Fort Worth hardcore bands I was playing. Yeah, like I just never, um, I never, I never did the big festivals, and it wasn't that I couldn't go. I just like, I, I don't know, I just never did them. So it's one of those where, like, I get it. You have that like anxiety about it. Yeah, but then when you get there, I mean, it'd be a little bit different doing it in fucking Texas. Uh, but I, I, cause I did it in California where like the second time I went to warp tour in 07, it was in Sacramento. So it was enough inland to be hot. Yeah. Well they do it in Texas and it's like warp tour and it's 150 degrees yeah. and like everybody's dying. And there's thing. no fucking water. Yeah. Um, um, there, so the city of Richardson used to do, and I think they still do, it's called the wildflower festival and they would have these pretty, you know, they'd actually have pretty decent bands come through there. And, um, so I'm, I'm a huge toadies fan. Okay. Um, it's probably like one I would put them up with like one of my top ten bands that I, that that I've loved. Um, uh, try to go to their shows anytime I can. Uh, they put on they used to put on a, a festival and they, I mean they still do. It's called the Dia de los Toadies, and uh, they used to have some pretty badass bands. Um, I saw the band Local H, which I don't I don't know if you're familiar with them. Uh, Chicago band. Uh, they're a two piece. They got a drummer and a guitar, and the guitar sings. And I know a band like that too, dude. So they had, they had like one one big song that was played on the radio all the time, which was called "Bound to the Floor." But uh, dude, it was such an awesome. They put such a good show, so uh, so much energy, and that was one of the best like pits I'd been in in a while. Um, but I went and saw the Toadies at the Richardson Wildflower Festival. My sister's a big Toadies fan as well. We had my niece there at the time. She was probably like 
I was like 13, 14 years mm-hmm. old. And so we're up close and it got kind of, it got kind of wild. And so my sister's like going into like big sister mode and she's worried about her daughter. She's right. worried about me. They end up bouncing out and going back to the back and I'm at the front, but like there was a dude that got, that was obviously like really drunk and was getting like really fucking stupid. And I ended up like making eye contact with the, with the security guard mm-hmm. and the security guard looks at me he looks at the dude and he nods his head and like, cool, gotcha. And grab the dude and put him over the barricade for him. Um, Cause I mean, dude was just like, he was out of, he was out of control. Like he was going to get someone like seriously hurt and, and there was going to be no recourse. And then if he yeah. got someone hurt, then there's going to be a bunch of people hurting him yeah. kind of deal. Right. So I used to love getting in there, but as I've gotten older, man, like I have such like anxiety about like, getting fucking hurt or something bad yeah. happening now and i'm just yeah. like dude i don't i don't want to mess with it so i'm more like i'm more off to the side i'm close enough that i'm feeling the bass i'm feeling the music yes yeah, so, yeah same it kind of for me though it just kind of depends on the venue and the crowd and the crowd and yeah. the band that i'm going to see so when i went to that show at ridgely it was all day long yeah because there was like 12 bands playing so for most of the bands, I was kind of off to the side. But then when Drain, which is this band, mm-hmm. when they played, I was right up front. Yeah. Because I'm, I, that's the main band I was there to see. Right. And it's same with like when I saw Knocked Loose. I, for Gate Creeper and the other openers, I was off to the side. Like still had a perfect view of everything and I was still close enough. But when knock loose came on or when they played their most popular song, I was going to get in and I was in the pit. I was on the front, got cr- fucking kicked in the chest. Like, but it's like one of those deals where like you, you want to feel out the crowd that's going to be there. Yeah. And are they just there for this? Are they there? Are they there for this band? And are they going to be the type of people that I want to be around or be, you know, be basically intimate with in, in a sense, yeah. like you're going to be like in this like close, you know, proximity or is this, people that are just here and they're not going to, they're not going to act right. Yeah. And for me, like that's one of the biggest things. Like I have a hard time now, especially with the industry that I'm in and everything and the stuff that I've been around. It's very difficult for me to like, you know, fucking I've got like spidey senses going off all the time. And I'm just like, ah, man, I don't, I don't know. But then it takes that one band, that one song. You're just like, ah, fuck it. I'm, I'm in. Um, Yeah what's one song going to do. Right. Yeah. And then you're in it for like the rest of the set and you're yep. just like, okay, I had a good time. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. Well, did you want to go over one more list before we, yeah, probably- man, let's, uh, uh, let's, let's go, let's go through, uh, one that I'm going to be probably I know pretty- you wanted to do the groove one. Yeah. So I do like my groove metal and, um, I'm going to let you just take a guess. This is top 10 best groove metal bands. And who do you think number one is well, for me? It's like, that's one of those genres that I I have zero idea how to label the band. Okay. So if you can give me a band, then I can actually think of. Okay. So number one is going to be Pantera. Okay. So it is that then. Yeah. So it'd be bands like Pantera that maybe branched off from Pantera then. Yeah. Something along those lines. So number one's Pantera. Um, number one groove metal. I, the way I look at groove metal is it's got these just like nasty these rooms. driving drums nasty riffs pinch harmonics okay. all that stuff right um so pantera is number one on there number two okay this got our answer lamb of god lamb of god oh, they're, go. they're considered no, groove metal yeah okay no yeah 
I so, could com- easily compare them to Pantera. That makes a lot of sense. Lamb of Gods, uh, number two. Uh, number three is Machine Head. Yep, that makes sense. Uh, which I was listening to them also on the way over here. Uh, I could never say this band's name right, and it's just because I can't speak, but Sepultura. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, they're one of the OGs, yeah, too. They're They've number four. Forever. The Cavalera Brothers. Uh, Gojira. See, I didn't. I would never have really thought of them as groove metal i would have i can see it but the, to me it's like genty yeah genty metal this person's calling them like uh they said this band that got me into metal music as much as i respected other death and groove metal bands i could uh, i guess i could see it okay so uh they're fucking awesome that's one of the best french bands right. there is this is gonna piss this is this is one's pissing me off right now uh, and i think it's gonna piss you off because um, it's just mislabeled. It is mislabeled. 100%. Uh, five Finger Death Punch. Oh, Jesus Christ. Not fucking groove metal. Five Finger Death Punch. It's not it, fucking music. <laughs> I can't. I'm so, I know Andrew got super Andrew mad got offended I, by it. But he, I could tell he got really. I was like, oh, fuck. I don't want to push this any farther. Yeah. I don't like that band. I don't like a lot of the fan base because I, I can see yes. who I has like, drawn Oh man, yeah, yeah. just don't fucking like. And their lyrics are so fucking bad, dude. Yeah. Uh Fear Factory. Make Okay, that makes sense. So that that seems Fear Factory to me almost feels like I mean, it's been it's been a while since I listened to Fear Factory, but I always in my mind I put them off to the side with like Dream Theater. Yeah. And, yeah. And I'm not huge on that yeah. style. Uh Devil Driver. Devil Driver's tight. And uh Chimera. Chimaria, C H. I've never heard of this band. C H I M A I R A. Chimera. Okay. Yeah. So I was right. Yeah. I've never. I've never listened to them. It's an older band. They're fucking awesome. And then uh, number ten, White Zombie. I. Which I put White Zombie is more like not necessarily groove metal. I I think. Well, I mean, they are very groove um, driven, but uh, very um, shock. Not shock rock either. Like kind of just. uh, Man, they're they're their own thing. Like they they. Have like us like how I feel about yeah. a couple of those bands that were on there. I honestly um, really liked White Zombie more than I liked him by himself. They put like they and the list goes on like like number eleven make uh uh not Megadeth uh Mushaga and Mushuga Mushuga yeah okay so they are putting Gent in there. yeah number twelve Mushuga, Black Label Society yeah I guess yeah which he's gonna be playing uh in he's the playing band. guitar yeah I know which is probably the best move you could have made. Uh, but Mashuka is gent. They literally started that. So, like, I've got a, um, I've got a playlist that uh, is all my like groove metal bands that I really like. I'm gonna pull it up just real quick, and I'm at the verge of like I've had two of these. I've got a pee so bad, so we're gonna wrap this up pretty quick. I think that's yeah, perfectly fine. Uh, so Pantera's on there. Um, Exhorter um, is one that I really like. Machine Head, um, of course. There's one that I really fucking like. Like it's called Pissing Razors. I don't know if you ever listen to them. Give them a listen. Okay. They've got some fucking like pinch harmonics, dry like drum driving, like it, mm-hmm. it's good stuff. Pissing razors, uh, devil drivers on that list. Um, let's see. Uh, what would you categorize down as? Because I, I was trying know. to, I was trying to, I, I call them doomy. They are doomy, like sludge, sludge metal, groove. maybe. Yeah. I actually, I mean, like, I like that sound. So I so. just couldn't figure out how to. I also wanted to bring something up that I forgot to bring up on the show. Um, when we were talking about local Fort Worth artists, we listened to Avery yeah. here. Dude, the 
have so have you listened to a good amount of her stuff yeah uh the guitar riff on hell mm-hmm. is fucking filth oh yeah like i remember when it came in well i was listening to the song and it starts with that guitar riff and i was like god damn yeah it gave me chills i was like shit that is it was just so nasty oh yeah yeah, Avery's a talented, very talented musician. Her band is awesome. Bass player is yeah. fantastic. Found Guitarist is great. <laughs> uh, drummer, drummer is extremely is, tight. That dude rips. Um, yeah, awesome band. That, so. Yeah, she's talented as fuck. But that's all the lists I've got for. I mean, I had a lot more, but like, we've gone like what an hour and thirty minutes. Yeah. You know, so and we can have you back on. We can go through more lists. Dude, we can talk about it. other other shit. You know, I have plenty of episodes yeah. to fill. Fucking love it. Hell yeah, dude. I love having you guys on. Yeah, man. We love having you on, too. Yeah, I can't wait to come back. Um, Definitely. You'll come on back with Chad, but, you know. Yeah, and then Javier and I were talking last night. We are like, uh, if one of you is gone, you just plug and play me. Yeah, that works. So, like, if Javier is fucking gone, you just, I come on, yeah. and it's two Chads, one Tim. Yeah. It's a porn situation. Got it. Yeah, it'd be, like, a really, really weird, a lot of facial hair. Yeah. And tattoos and shit. A lot of white people on one show. Yeah, it's okay. It yeah, it'll even out. Um, well, thanks again for yeah, coming man. on here, dude. This is fun. It's nice to have a... Like, I do love talking about anime, but it's nice to have a music yeah. episode yeah. to get to talk about that shit. And that's the same thing that uh, the next episode with Juan is going to be. Hell yeah. I get to talk to him tomorrow about a lot of uh, a lot of other metalcore. Um, dude, I fucking love it. I love it too, bro. Uh you want to plug anything? Yeah, just uh, check us out at the Funky Panther, uh, funkypanther.com. We're on all streaming platforms. Uh, you can find our podcast. We go live every Tuesday night on YouTube. So Badass. If you guys check that out, I was on the last episode. It was a good fucking time. It was time. a good time. It was a really good fucking time. If you're in the Fort Worth area, talk to these guys. Go see them when we do li- they do live stuff. It's it's a really good fucking time. Some of, the, my, some of my favorite people. Um. So thanks again for listening. Uh, if you guys have any input, um, anything to say at all, just shoot shoot me a message on the the Instagram or the Facebook. Um, any bands, anime, anything, anything at all. I uh, love you guys, and uh, we'll see you guys again next week. And as Antoine says, love you, miss you, bye. Great